0: Welcome, citizens, to the second episode of Liberty Vigilance. First, we'd like to thank everyone who came out to our first ever White Vault live show last week in New York City, with special thanks to those who helped make it a success. We had the great privilege of opening for our friends the No Sleep Podcast, some of our earliest supporters, and a podcasting marvel. We had a lot of fun during our performance, so much in fact that we're proud to announce that we will be hosting two live performance events at the Potter and Love Festival in New Orleans on August 11th. To find out more, check the link in the show notes. That's Pottern with a D like podcast. We will perform an all new Tale from the Tower, as well as KA Stats' competition winning comedy script, Selling Ledford Manor. We are also proud to announce that this episode of Liberty Vigilance is sponsored by T Public, the preferred merchandise partner for podcasters. Lastly, we want to thank our Patreon team for making this show possible, especially Jonathan Wade, Ariel Teague, Anton Scalia, Zach Israel, Kat Sanzo, Chris Enrico, Scott Morrison, Austin Barth, and Daniel Erschwald. If you're interested in hearing bonus content like bloopers, character creation, bonus episodes, and lots of artwork, please consider joining our Patreon team today at patreon.com libertypodcast. Thank you for listening, and remember, Patriots endures.
1: Liberty. Vigilance. Episode 2. The Imaginary Child. The journey to Tower 18 was quiet and uneventful. Tower 18 is the first in a cluster of three lofty towers adjacent to the central city district. Passing through the bustling activities of the District 4 marketplace in front of Victory Causeway... It took roughly half an hour to reach Tower 18 after it first came into sight. From the Tower 18 entrance, the team utilizes their clearance to access the correct elevator to reach the section of Floor 25 where Apartment 14B can be found. Examining numbers as they go, they find themselves before 14B, Hadrian's apartment.
2: That opened easily enough. All right, let's try this again. Let's see if we can find out the last time he scanned his starving hand. <laughs> All right, um, let's just keep going up to electronic devices, guys. Eventually, it'll come up good.
3: One of them will want to talk to you. Ooh, not this not time!
1: <laughs> Diana Azad temporarily locks herself out of her diagnostics tool by inputting the wrong password too many times.
2: Equal probabilities, my butt.
1: Enthusiastic action is not always precise.
4: Is there anything else nearby?
1: Agent Cassius Sogat notes that apartment 14A is the only feature of the sparsely occupied hallway.
5: Let me try the same. Let me see when the last time he used his mark on the door was, if I may.
1: Using his hacking tools, Investigator Silvanus Clarehout determines that citizen Hadrian Baker last entered his home a week and a day ago. Through the door is a small one-bedroom apartment, rank with a stale electrical odor, the distinct smell of a small enclosed space. "'left without conditioned or flowing air "'for a lengthy stretch of time. "'The entrance opens upon a minuscule living room "'with a budding kitchenette. "'Inside is a scuffed grey couch "'and two small blue steel chairs. "'Shelves are lined with small trinkets, "'dice, cards for architectural spectrum, "'and dozens of data papers "'that contain everything from books to personal videos, "'or curated life on display.
2: "'And a kitchen? Was there a kitchen in here?'
1: "'The kitchenette is part of the main room.' and a short step of a hallway leads to both the bedroom and the bathroom.
2: Um, do they have refrigerators in this world?
1: Because meal is self-preserving, refrigerators are fairly uncommon, and this apartment is not fitted with one.
2: I'll just go straight um, down the hall and investigate the uh, the bedroom and the bathroom as well.
1: The bathroom is dreadfully plain, possessing its own particular brand of stale, wasting odor. The bedroom is sparse, With a bulky desk and a single, neatly made bed that would accommodate one lone citizen. Azad notes that the desk, which is oddly thick for its build, is made of the same blue tinted steel as the chairs in the main room. Under a well strewn layer of DCO data paper reports, the desk has holographic projectors on its top and side surfaces. However, the side projectors appear to be broken, and the general condition of the desk is worn. Is there anything I can know
5: from just general knowledge of if the desk is thick because of the hollow
1: projectors, or is there something hidden inside of it? That would require a successful investigation check. I'll try to help you. Pushing up along the cold metal underside of the desk, Clarehouse discovers a false middle section disguised as a broken holographic projector tucked within the false husk.
5: What have we here?
1: He discovers an ancient paper journal with an attached graphite pencil... Enclosed in preservative wrap. Can I inspect it before I pick it up, just to be safe? With his unnaturally high investigative skills, Klarhout determines that the book is not trapped. Perfect. Now I'm comfortable picking it up.
4: I'm going to examine the entryway, then I'll start looking through the data sheets. I'm going to use investigation to look for signs of a scuffle in the entryway, and I roll a 12.
1: Agent Sogot can find no signs of a scuffle or anything suspicious in the entryway or primary living space. Everything appears in its appropriate place.
4: No sign of a scuffle.
1: Maybe check the books?
4: Hmm. I start looking at the book titles, and I roll to investigate for anything anomalous, like a hidden bookshelf.
1: Agent Sogot's fingers, still slow from the lack of caffeine, slowly examine the pages of data paper, unlikely to make much headway.
4: The book titles are Advanced Mathematics, Our Beloved Leader, Home Audio Videos Part 2, A Citizen's Guide to Atreus, Various Fictional Titles, Volumes of Law and Regulations for Various Departments, and One on Psychology.
2: While she's looking at the uh, sheets and he's looking at the physical book, I'll move to turn on the data desk.
1: Azad discovers that the computer will require a password to be accessed.
2: All right. No, I'm so scared to try, because my rolls have been horrendous.
1: I would like to scoff loudly to myself in the corner, if I may. Glarehout scoffs loudly to himself. Smug in success. (laughs) All
2: right, I'll try.
1: The
4: settings for some of the books show that all data papers are full of data, but only sparse fragments of that data are visible. Whatever the extra content is appears to be hidden or locked via password encryption. I'll take them to the table and start to examine them further. Maybe I can hack my way into them. Rolling a two for computer use.
5: All right, the, the book, it seems to be a physical journal of Hadrian's notes, in addition to some translated writings of an almost unpronounceable name, which I will try, uh, Shijo Kawius Gulian. Who? I don't know if anyone recognizes that name. The general topic of the writing seems to surround an obscure sect of Fringers known as the Children of Melakor. Apparently an offshoot
3: of the NCO. No, never heard of them.
4: I've heard the NCO was an old Fringer gang that was wiped out in the 300s.
2: No, I remember this. Uh, the NCO, or New Collect- Collective Order, was formed and controlled by the Great Front Council in the year 309, a series of... Coups put it directly under the control of a single individual named Ter- Tarot. Taro. Uh, he attacked Atreus in the Great Siege of 312. 3- After 10 months, the Archon sent strike teams to destroy separatist resource manufacturing facilities, and this severe lack of resources led to the rapid loss of political super PACs and alliances and the degradation of the separatist ethics. No more meal, no more NCO. Many cite this as the point in history where the individual greed outweighed the bonds of politics, friendship, and even family. This was the point in history where morality was completely lost and those beyond the wall became known as the Fringers. Fun fact, in an effort to recover the great loss of life, Archon Reeve would lift the three-child limit for 50 years after the Great Siege. That was one of my ancestors. Um, It later became the two-child limit that we have today. But, yeah, guys, that was like in history class? <laughs> hey, Claire, how does it say what his password is?
5: I don't see anything interesting looking in the margins that could be a password, I'm sorry. But, hmm, check this out. Looks like at the very end of the book, once we get past all the ludicrous scribblings of a madman, there seems to be a page torn out. I wonder if uh, I can resurrect what was written if I scribble on the page beneath it.
2: Archon, please be a password.
3: <laughs> yes, scribbling plus ten.
5: Hmm. It seems to be a map of the sanitation tunnels where Hadrian apparently discovered and marked an entrance to the old tunnels underneath Atreus, which I guess the map claims can be accessed by means of the still-existing sanitation tunnels. Nice finds, Sylvanas. The
2: old tunnels under Atreus, those would be the original mining tunnels? So those might link into the Fringe. If he found a way into the Fringe... He's compromised the security of the inner city.
4: It's unlikely, but I'm going to do a search and see if I can find a map of the tunnels. Public records maybe has something? (sighs) It's probably classified.
1: Agent Solgott fails to find anything of use. An unsurprising outcome due to the generally classified nature of Atreus's subterranean maps.
4: No.
2: Nothing. All right, and now I'm rolling to try and get into the freaking computer. Um... One attempt made, and it is a...
1: Hey! 20 20- Woo! Following a few minutes of vigorous <laughs> typing, Azad <laughs> is able to use a back door to confirm the computer's password. It was altruist1.
2: There's like a montage of me like drinking tea and typing furiously, readjusting glasses. It's like, okay, I'm in.
1: Now looking at the desktop screen of Hadrian Baker, Azad scrutinizes the files. Files and programs visible include an audiovisual communication feature, numerous broadcast channels, some of his art, a poorly hidden pornography folder, which is locked, <laughs> a home security application, and also a mysterious text-based game program labeled 0101001110.exe.
2: So if you go to Files, sort by most recently edited or most recently opened. Go to Top 5 Files. What do we have?
1: Azad confirms that the most recently accessed files are two poorly drawn sketches, the .exe program, and two different channels within the broadcast feature.
2: Alright, what is, um, 6 through 10?
1: The security application, a color correction program, okay. and various media files within the locked pornography folder.
3: You know, I'm simultaneously curious, but I also don't want it described to me.
2: I don't know how we know it's the porn folder... If he says it's locked...
1: (laughs) Azad looks at the name of the folder again, and there is simply no doubt in her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Is the folder just called TMI?
2: (laughs) All right. um, The security one that you said was accessed. Can I pull that up?
1: The security footage from the front door has no timestamp, but every time someone passes by the front door, the motion-activated camera records for a brief period until the motion ceases. Prior to a short video of the team's arrival, Azad finds separate footage of Hadrian departing the apartment while actively holstering a mini-pistol. From a quick glance at the footage, Azad can see that he was wearing a privacy hood, gloves, and a heavy coat in the footage. There is no timestamp.
5: Okay. I'm guessing based on the mark of the door that that was one week and one day ago, Diana?
2: Based on the mark on the door... but that is, Do you have to scan the mark to get out?
5: No, this type of door locks automatically.
2: Alright, so we know the last time he came into his apartment. And we know that this video took place sometime after, whenever it is that you found his mark to have been accessed. Since he has a privacy hood, I'm going to go out into the hallway and run an IP search on his privacy hood signal.
3: I intimidate the computer. While there's various hacking
5: going on, I'm going to start to draw a copy of this map.
2: Sylvanas, if you have a Privacy Hood, you can just take a picture of the map.
5: Oh, okay. I will do that, and I will send that picture to my three compatriots.
1: Through the use of Privacy Hood's technologies, the team now all share a copy of the map.
2: Um, so if I look at those two painting files... If I look at how much data it says the painting files are taking up, does it actually seem the appropriate amount for a paint file?
1: After scrutinizing the works... Azad concludes that any amount of data consumed by Hadrian's art is a waste. It <laughs> determines that the images and files do not contain anything hidden.
2: All right, then. <laughs> and the broadcasts, um, do you mean like radio broadcasting or visual broadcasts? What are we talking?
1: Azad confirms that Hadrian was listening to audio and audiovisual broadcasts at the time of access.
2: What are the, uh, the topics covered?
1: One of the broadcasts was a general news segment. The other was a show called... Tales from the Tower, an evening horror entertainment broadcast.
2: What news was on? That was a really poor sentence. What news was he listening to?
1: Though determined, Azad is unable to discern the exact segments he watched. Only the names of the general shows that were broadcast on the channels at the time Hadrian was watching them
2: but there's, like, no newscaster sitting in front of a headline?
1: No, it's a streaming application.
2: Oh, okay. By
1: the way, I
5: I got distracted with this map, and I'm trying to (coughs) dodge some rather heretical teachings that are in this journal, but uh, it also seems to claim that the Fringers are the only true free beings, and that through a process called the Awakening, freedom will be brought to Atreus, uh, willing or not, it seems. It's
3: kind of written without logic
2: sounds as though Baker's gone mad.
3: This is starting to get a little dark.
2: But that madness doesn't mean he isn't a security risk if he really did find a tunnel.
5: It does, however, look like he's just uh, translating some writings of, a, of an older... that name you looked up. I don't know who the author of the original script was. Before it was translated from another language, it was clearly written by someone mentally unstable.
4: What was the computer password? I'll try it on the books.
2: Altruist 1?
4: Ah,
5: it works! Hey, good!
2: What did you find, Cassius?
4: Have a look for yourself. I'll transfer a list of titles to you via the shortwave. The real data appears to be banned books on fringe psychology, a citizen's guidebook which is only authorized to those within the RAD, Distant Stars and Their Workings, The Sister Wars, A True History, Understanding the Fringer, and Turrell's Unauthorized Guide to Advanced Technology and Its Many Applications. Some of these are just occult shit, but... The rest are all highly illegal. He especially shouldn't have the R.A.D. one. It's clearance three. While we're here, we might as well look around his bedroom to see what else might be hidden. And I roll a 13 for perception.
1: Agent Saugut's search reveals a canvas.
4: Mm, What have we here, huh?
1: Marred by an amateur painting of a naked woman.
4: Oh. Seems he was an artist. A bad one.
2: Um, can I go into... Uh... Which one was it? The tech- advanced technology and its multiple applications? Many applications? Um, I know that there's he, he can't dog-ear a page or anything, but did he, like, highlight anything that he found interesting? Is there any particular advanced technology he was looking into?
1: Hazard is unable to find anything relevant to her query.
2: Sylvanas so rolls for a Sister Wars check and he got a nat 20. You have all the good rolls.
5: Apparently I'm stealing all the luck. Uh, To spare you with an abridged synopsis, the Sister Wars started around 173 with the Expansion War, when Atreus needed to expand and ended with the Hydra War in 175 or 176. The two events are collectively known as the Sister Wars because our expansion indirectly caused the counterattack by the Fringers, but the term is only used by Fringers, or at least their ancestors, the Separatists. It's a name that has a fairly negative implication toward Atreus, so it's fairly obvious to me that such a book wouldn't have been written by, well, someone from this side of the wall.
3: Okay, right.
2: I'm going to take the papers and store them in my lab coat along with my data pad. Because I know he's not supposed to have the uh, RAD edition of the Citizen's Guide. And yeah, I'm going to store those.
4: What a wonderful guy.
2: Yeah. Alright, back into the other room with the nude painting.
4: The nude painting really stands out to me. It's just drawn so poorly. Did you get to check it yet? Um, Sylvanus. Sylvanus. Uh,
5: no, I didn't.
4: Well... I know there was a page in the journal with a name. What was it again? The weird one.
5: Let me check the journal here. It looks like a... Shijay? Shijokawius
1: Gulian.
4: Most fucked up name ever.
1: <laughs> I'm going to... Was that the roll? Yeah. Oh, awesome. And
4: I rolled natural 20. <laughs> <that>
1: 20. <laughs> Agent Sogot is positive that this name has never occurred in Adrian history.
4: This name has never occurred in Adrian history. Which means it must either be a fringer... Or perhaps made up. I say made up because Fringers are scary, crazy, and disorganized. I very much doubt they could have acquired this sort of knowledge in the Fringe.
5: Your confidence is admirable. Thanks.
2: Yeah, so um, I'm going to sit back down at the desk if the chair is still available. And um, what were the top five things again? The two broadcasts, the two paintings, and the security tape?
1: 0101001110.exe
2: So, binary file. Um, everybody okay with me opening this? I have no idea what it is. Pretty sure it's not porn, because the porn folder is that one.
4: Is it one of his paintings?
2: And it's not one of his paintings.
4: And you're sure it's not his porn folder?
2: I just said that I'm pretty sure it's not porn. <laughs> you missed the joke. Never mind.
4: There's nothing funny about porn. Speaking of which, I'm going to go check to see if there's anything hidden in the painting. I'll roll for investigation. And it's a 13.
1: Confirming that there is nothing suspicious or secretive about the located painting, Agent Sogut suspects that Hadrian might have tried painting to relieve stress. It is a disastrously poor painting.
4: Well, I have important news. The painting is safe. (laughs) Nothing hidden about it whatsoever. He's just a really amateur artist. Maybe it helps him relieve stress.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, Sylvanus and Horatius, what do you think?
3: You know, I'm sorry, I missed some of what you said. What are you asking us?
2: Should we go ahead and open the binary file on the computer?
3: Uh, I think that the more leads we can get, the better, especially with the situation becoming as serious as it is.
2: Yeah.
5: Do you think right. it's safe to uh, steal a copy of that file? Not steal, but
1: create a copy of that file just in case something happens? Would it be safe to...
2: How big is the file?
1: Azad determines that the file is very small, merely a shortcut link directing to a program that relies upon a specific intranet connection to store and receive data.
2: So I'm going to follow the shortcut without actually opening the file?
1: Smart thinking. The primary application appears otherwise useless when apart from the computer, at a mere 22 megabytes.
2: In short, the file is somehow tied to the room and transferring it to a different device isn't going to do anything. Alright. Double click or whatever it is that you do on a touchscreen application desk.
1: When activated, the program prompts a text-based role-playing game set within Atreus. Hmm. The program flickers to life, describing the world of the game as it starts in the hallway just outside Hadrian's apartment. Similarly described as how it appears in actuality, the game text prompts with you are in the empty hallway of Tower 18, Floor 25, just in front of the door to Apartment 14B. What would you like to do?
3: Type in open door.
2: Open door.
1: The door opens.
2: <laughs>
1: you step into the living room. In front of you is bedroom. Behind you is door to the hallway.
2: So this doesn't.
1: Command not recognized. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I r- rudely reach across
5: Azad's whole situation and type in "Where is Hadrian
1: Baker?" Command not recognized.
2: <laughs> so this um this version of the room doesn't actually have the same layout as the room the apartment we're in currently.
1: Horatius leans over the keyboard oh, and hello. types in "Look at room." There is chair, table, bedroom, door to the hallway.
2: Command, flip table. Aha. Uh-huh. I'm a scientist. I am not here to play games.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the tables have turned. <laughs> I'm so proud of you guys. <laughs> you receive a message on your privacy hood. You have one message. Oh, uh, we should type in read message. From SN Donovan. Are the preparations complete? Hmm. Should we say yes? We could say yes.
4: Are you able to reply to the message, Diana?
2: Yes. How about we reply. underway? Because that way it doesn't sound. What's the timestamp
4: on the message? How long ago was it sent?
2: It doesn't have a timestamp.
4: Can you do something to find out where it came from?
2: It's digital. It's all digital. It's a digital world. It's text based. So. <sighs> I'll see what I can do.
1: Command not recognized.
2: Alright, so while they're playing the game, I'm going to open up a second instance and I'm actually going to do, um, to try and trace, I guess? What would you...
5: I'm sorry, can you tell me one more time what the message said? I was just
1: looking through the journal here. Are the preparations complete? I wonder if they're referencing...
2: Natural one again.
1: (laughs) Confused within the layers of the game and programming, Azad fails to discover a way to trace where the message came from. Beyond the initial connection to the network in Tower 18, the signal could spread across the city or beyond.
2: So I'm just going to lean back and let them play the game because I am aggravated at this desk.
3: So what do you want to reply with, McBride? Well, uh, I don't know. I was just going to reply with yes.
2: Underway is neither affirmative or so we could I'm say... We're sure, but
3: if we say yes, he might tell us what to do next.
2: Oh, that's true.
5: Can we still play the game while we're waiting to respond to this guy? So if if we type something
1: into the game, will it still happen? The message is in the game. It's somewhat meta. So Azad is typing on a keyboard in the real world, typing into a virtual keyboard, located inside of Hadrian's virtual privacy hood, inside of his virtual living room in the virtual program, located on Hadrian's actual computer, located in Hadrian's actual room.
2: But are there two text boxes available? One for messages and one for inputs?
1: No. Azad sees only a single black screen with a prompt of green glowing text. A green block blinks, awaiting input.
3: So just type yes.
1: Or or maybe we could put reply yes. That. You reply yes. Response from S. N. Donovan. Who is this?
3: Hmm.
4: So should we reply this is
3: Hadrian? Well, it's worth a shot. I guess if it doesn't work, we can play the game again.
2: Wait, he says that his na- so our speaker name is speaker. So should we say we are speaker if they are Donovan?
3: Donovan sounds more like a real name than speaker does.
2: Yeah, I know. Do I do I recognize that name? I have a 6, but I have horrendously bad rolls, so you should also roll. What the What is wrong? What is wrong? Okay, fine. Only thing I can remember, Donovan is a pre-Archon leader of Atreus. That's what I got. That's it.
5: Maybe this journal is just starting to get to me, but I'm awfully uh, tempted to respond something weird like a servant of the Awakening, based on what I'm reading here.
2: What was it? A child of Melikor?
5: Let me check. That's correct. (laughs) Yes. Obscure sect of Fringers known as the Children of Melichor.
1: All right. Well, it's worth a shot. Azad types, a child of Melikor. I hadn't expected you guys to do this. I'm actually <laughs> rather excited, so... um. In a flash of white, the computer turns off. Upon investigation, it is found to have formatted itself.
3: Well, shit. Damn. Ugh.
4: Wait, why'd you quit out of the game?
2: Because the computer just formatted.
4: Wait, what
2: happened?
3: Uh, it erased its memory.
2: It can... Com- yeah, just... Killed itself. When did it do that? It just happened.
3: As soon as we typed in a child of (sighs) Melacor.
4: Unbelievable. We'll never know what was in that porn folder.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no one will ever have to see those pictures again.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Mission accomplished. Atreus is safe. I don't know if that's. But I didn't
2: get to walk into the bedroom, which was the other thing I wanted to do in the game.
3: Well, we should probably get going.
5: There's really nothing left to see here.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's see, we've been to the workplace, we've been to, uh, that's where we are, we've been to the apartment, we've been to the relative's house, we've been to the food, uh, the, uh, diner, could you call it a diner? Café. Café, thank you.
5: Let me pull out my map to see what the, uh, next closest place of interest is. Hmm. Crucible is in the blue, and then this next pink X, which is pretty close, is the home of, uh... Our next missing person, Trudent DeKenna.
2: I feel as though the one we're on right now is a very pressing matter.
3: Yeah, before we move on, let's review uh, what uh, what we've already learned. So we know that our charge is into some pretty deep shit involving Fringers. Seems to have a lot of mysterious and illegal literature. Participating in a boring card game, nobody knows where he is. I wonder if would force him to do something like that. It seems as though no one was forcing him to do anything. He is likely
4: missing because he's up to something.
5: And are we thinking his painting hobby is to relieve stress, or I'm kind of curious, given the uh, architectural spectrum facet, I'm wondering if maybe he's painting for another reason as well.
4: I very much doubt it. No one would have such an unconvincing fake hobby.
2: But he wasn't painting at any recreational center, so it's not as though he could use it as an alibi. You said before that he had a second job, yes?
3: That's correct. Hmm. This map is starting to become like an abstract art masterpiece. (laughs) I feel like there's got to be something tying all these pieces together, but I don't know what it is. Do you think we can find a list of places he was assigned to on sanitation duty? Sure.
2: I think we should go and see his, uh, overseer at the sanitation department.
3: (laughs) Well, that's a good idea. Except that I'm not sure exactly where that is right now.
2: (laughs) I am also not sure. But I do know, based off of the information searches I pulled earlier... That he has a clean bill of attendance. At his sanitation job. Hmm. So unlike his work with the DCO, it seems as though he did very well at the sanitation job. Never mind, guys. Um, I can see from the record's history that Hadrian actually stopped showing up for work about a month ago, and his employment was terminated from sanitation for attendance issues. Well,
3: that's unfortunate.
2: All right, so he was terminated um, about a month ago, and if he hasn't been working very well at DCO, he hasn't showed up at DCO, he's not showing up for over a month, he doesn't have any known hobbies that take up a long amount of time, no known vices...
3: Beyond painting
2: horribly. (laughs) No known friends or associates.
3: He isn't seeing his family, he isn't showing up at his job, and he isn't spending time with anyone. The only time he spends with his family outside of his family's house is trying to convince his sister that he's playing a boring card game.
2: A time-consuming boring card game.
3: Sounds to me like he's spending his time doing something else. Last seen armed, and
5: might possibly have information on how to get out to the Fringe.
3: Well, of all the things we found at his apartment, I don't doubt that.
2: I look at the map again that we got from that book. Are there any distinguishing numbers on it that would come out as being like entry points near eleven fourteen four or anything like that?
1: Azad determines that the map assumes a working knowledge of the intricate sewer systems of Atreus. Someone reading it would require familiarity with the sewers to have any hope of understanding what they were examining.
2: Um I'm gonna call my sister. <laughs> Um, uh, so Diana Azad has a sister. Her sister actually works in the sanitation department. Her name is Antia. I'm gonna ring up or send a message to Antia and see if she has time to talk, because she might actually recognize some of the entry points on the sanitation map.
6: This is Azad. Hello? I'm not available. Please leave me a message, and I will reply at my earliest convenience. Reeve Indoors.
2: Hey, Antia, do you have time to talk? It's urgent. I'm sending you a map that looks like it might correlate with entry points to sanitations, uh, possibly in District 4. My
6: privacy hood has recognized the voice of my big sister. just I made this <laughs> message just for you to let you know that I will be able to reply in four hours. Love you.
2: Just for me as well. I'll speak with you in four hours then, Tia. Yep, sounds like Antia. All right. Um... <laughs> All right, so I'm, I, I turned the other and so I was like, I might get some information that might be helpful in maybe four hours. Family. So what is our best step from here? Do we wait until other areas open until we get more information and check on someone else?
3: Well, speaking, uh, speaking of, how long has it been since we were at the cafe? Maybe the wait staff has started to arrive.
2: Maybe the art store is open.
3: It's
5: only been about an hour and a half. They seem to have gone missing within the same week.
2: So no.
3: Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> there are two other cases we could get started on that aren't too far away. At least Trudan D'Kenna isn't too far away.
2: We could go start another case, just gather some preliminary information while we're waiting for the other one to take its time.
5: I believe our case file for Hadrian did recommend that we go to Trudan D'Kenna's house next, after his apartment.
1: Fair enough.
2: Yeah, let's go to Trudence.
1: Missing person number two. Citizen Trudent DeCana. Male, student, age 13. Healthy, fair complexion, athletic build, green eyes, and green and black hair. He has a basic mark and is undergoing the later years of basic education. He lives in apartment four on the second floor of building 122 on Crucible Avenue in District 4.
4: I doubt these cases are related, but just in case... Let's examine the timeline on when each of these individuals went missing.
5: The next case, Trudent, has been missing for just over two days, while the other citizen, Dr. Dobson, has been missing for about a week. Let's see if I can pull up any additional
1: information on Trudent. Clarehouse determines that Trudent is really young. Even with a high role, there is not much of interest regarding the boy, though available records included his dental records, which are pretty clean. <laughs>
5: Apparently, our second missing person, Trudent De Kenna, his mother, according to this, works for the uh, public workstation on night shift maintenance. I wonder if she could be connected to sanitation. Possibly. Hmm.
2: Where's the nearest sanitation department that we know of? Like, is that public information?
5: A small sanitation station is built into almost every tower as a part of the basic functionality.
2: But what about, like, an actual workstation, access station...
5: Like, things like that. Oh, that wouldn't be public knowledge for
1: obvious security reasons. All right, let's go. (sighs) Minutes later, the team reaches the entrance to Building 122, the home of Trudent de Located squarely between Buildings 120 and 124 on Crucible Avenue, the shabby six-story structure was built under one of the weaving overpasses. Despite slight refurbishment within the past few decades, it's clear that Building 122 suffered heavy damage during the Red War and has never fully recovered. Metal shutters, barred windows, and the reinforced double doors leading to the building give a foreboding impression.
4: No sense in stopping here. Let's keep going.
1: Inside Building 122, the team ascends the east staircase to the second floor. The smells of bleach and vaguely familiar cleaning solutions permeate the stagnant air. The only feature of note is an uncommon added security measure, each floor now capable of being shut off from the stairwell if the need arises.
0: Greetings citizens, we have an important announcement from Tee Public. Are you a content creator? Do you have a band or podcast that you want to make merchandise for? Don't want to deal with minimum print run costs, inventory control and storage for your shirts, cases or coffee mugs t public offers creative solutions with over 30 products you can put your designs on items are printed on demand with no startup costs and no minimums sign up today and get your designs out there be sure to tell them that the liberty podcast sent you also if you go to t public you can get some archon approved liberty merch such as revenders shirts meal manufacturing division coffee mugs for your regular length
3: caffeine <laughs> That Which actually sounds good. pretty cool. Got you I'm going to order one of the Reven Durr shirts right now. Maybe a meal manufacturing coffee mug for Diana too while I'm at it. Really? <laughs>
5: During the mission?
3: <laughs> I think someone's jealous. You want me to order you an Archon shirt too? Uh, actually, yes. <laughs> They do look rather
5: comfortable, and so many colors to pick from.
3: All right,
1: got him.
2: All right, let's get back to the mission.
1: Man, these are going to look so cool. A short walk through the neglected hallway brings the team before apartment four. I would like to knock. A bleary-eyed woman in her mid-forties opens the door, dressed in sleeping clothes and eyes originally glazed by sleep. She fills with enthusiasm upon recognizing your badges.
6: Oh, by the Arkin. Are you the enforcers sent to help me find Trude? Yes.
1: yes, we are, ma'am. As a matter of fact.
6: Fortune is with me today. Come in.
1: Inside the door is a small kitchen barely accommodating the group. Clarehout notes only four chairs are present as the woman puts on a fresh pot of pumpkin flavored tea.
6: Please sit. You must be tired. Can I offer anyone some pumpkin tea?
4: I would love some, thank you. Of course.
6: Is there anyone else home with you today? Yes, my other children. My other children, Decia and, and Marenicus, are in their room studying. I'm Aurelian De Kenna. Trudan's mother. Okay, here. Would you like some tea, ma'am? Oh, no, thank you.
5: I'm sorry to bring this up, but it is why we're here. When was the last time you saw your son?
6: We shared dinner two nights ago, but we haven't seen him since. None of our neighbors or friends have seen him either. Were you the one who reported him missing? Yes. I'm honestly considering hiring a private investigator, if you're unable to find him or determine what happened.
5: Ma'am, I happen to be a private investigator, if that's any consolation.
6: Uh, when... were were you home when he went missing? Was he out with friends? Um, he was home, I believe. Or perhaps he was out. He should have been home, though. I work at night. The night shift, so...
4: You live here with your son?
6: Yes. And the other two as well.
4: And what are their names?
6: Decia and Morenicus. You have, you have three children, ma'am? Yes, but all with different fathers, so it's still within the legal limit. Okay. I wasn't home when he disappeared, and Morenicus told me that he just wasn't here. He was studying, and. <sighs> True just disappeared.
5: So he actually disappeared when Moranicus was with him, is that correct?
6: Yes. I believe Decia was out studying with her friends. Hmm.
5: Do you mind calling your children in here? Are Are they busy?
6: Certainly. Do you want both of them here at once, or...
5: Yes, please.
6: Moranicus, Decia, please come out here. The wonderful Enforcers are here to help find your brother, and... They would like to speak with us.
1: A shy young boy with the same light hazel hair as his mother and a visibly tired teenage girl exit their respective rooms. The boy is visibly nervous around Agent Sogut, staring at the ground.
2: (coughs) Decia, you look very tired. Yes. I've been helping look for Trude while trying to study and get through classes. Are you in your final year? You must be very busy. What have you found on your brother?
7: We haven't found him yet. We asked our neighbors, but none of them have seen him. I I don't always get along with Trude, but I just want him back.
4: When was the last time you saw him?
7: Two
2: days ago. I saw him for our breakfast.
1: And you were there when he disappeared? Moranicus oh, nods quietly.
2: Moranicus, what was your brother wearing the day that he went missing? Did he bring his school bag his data pad anything that he usually would bring with him that he didn't bring
8: it was night we were wearing clothes that we would normally wear for school um and i went to my room and studied what were you studying um maths multiplications the really tough ones
3: it must be tough to study your multiplications and look for your brother at the same time where have you been searching for him
8: I've been here, hoping he'll come back.
3: Oh, I see.
4: I know the situation can be difficult. You're doing well. You have no reason to be afraid. Did your brother ever try to go into the sewers, perhaps?
2: No. Why would he do that?
4: Weird question, I know. Oddly specific, but it's just a hunch. What I meant was, did he perhaps work in sanitation? I didn't see anything on his file that listed which division he was working for.
3: <laughs> <laughs> He's
6: 13! <13. laughs>
1: Mr. Kenner shows Agent Sogart a picture of Trudent.
6: No, no. This is my son. <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: You'll have to forgive me. I got my cases mixed up. It's been a long day at the end of a long work week.
6: Oh, I'm sure. Oh, jeez. Uh,
3: you'll have to forgive my colleague. She's a little tired. Listen.
6: <laughs> really? No. So it's Cassius's,
2: like... You just keep making these mistakes, like, Your employees got missing. What? <laughs> Your child was working in the mines. <laughs> hey, I had a late
3: night. Uh, you know if your son was involved in any <laughs> extracurricular activities, clubs, or anything like that?
4: Architectural spectrum, perhaps?
6: No, not particularly.
2: You know, Marenicus, I am very, very good at multiplication. Do you need help with anything? And I'm going to, like, start walking him back into the other room because I feel like he's not being truthful in front of his mother.
5: Um, I'd like to follow, but only to the doorway.
6: That's a great idea. Why don't you practice maths while I speak with the other enforcers out here?
1: The boys' room is sparse, but very clean and well-kept. Its most noticeable features are a well-tacked fading poster for the DRD and a small bunk bed.
2: So is um, is Trude's like backpack in the room, data pad... Is there some? Does it look like a, like really messy or did it look like he made his bed before he left? Both
1: beds are well made and Azad is able to spot a data pad, a backpack, and an unopened meal canister.
2: Um, so I'm gonna ask the, the little kid Is that your brother's backpack? Did he leave it or is that one yours? That's mine. So he took his backpack with him. And his
8: data pad, yeah.
1: The boy avoids eye contact.
2: So do you wanna tell me what's going on?
1: That would require a persuasion check.
2: All right. It's like, I work for the betterment of Atreus. I'm here to help. Sixteen!
1: Hey, there we go. (laughs) That's better.
2: Sixteen.
3: So I start chatting up the mom, but I'm doing it in such a way that she won't realize that this isn't just multiplication (laughs) that's being discussed.
8: Are you with the scary lady? Wait, am, am I a scary lady? Are you with the scary lady? I... I am
2: with that lady, and I I point over to Cassius. Is that the scary lady?
8: (laughs) No, the scary lady. The one with the medal on her face.
2: Okay. So no, I'm not. Do you want to tell me about her?
8: No, she told me not to tell anyone anything. And I won't break my promise. I'm really sorry. But you know what you could do?
2: You could... Help me find your brother. If you don't want to say it, you know what? You know what my little sister always used to do with me? She wouldn't tell my parents the secrets. She would always just write it down. And she said that didn't count. Do you want to do that?
1: That would require a persuasion check.
2: I'm just doing one!
1: Another one.
2: Just be happy I'm talking to a child. Okay. Somebody help me. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I'll assist from the other room. Listen to her.
1: <laughs> hey, nice.
2: Fifteen. Yes, I uh, passed him my data pad. Okay.
1: The child carefully opens an art application on Azad's data pad. His hands shake as he begins to write in crude blue lines.
2: That's okay, I work with scientists and doctors, I can read it.
1: I saw her and the others take Trude away while Mom was on shift.
2: So someone took him. He didn't run away. It's good to know. What did you said? She had metal on her face. Did she have? Did she have a mark?
1: The boy nods nervously.
2: Can you draw the mark for me? That looks like third-tier lethality.
5: Yes, it is. Actually,
2: isn't that pointing the wrong way?
5: He's a kid. He's a kid. <laughs> He's drawing it the wrong way. All
2: right. Um. So this means that she's a very dangerous woman. Um, And I'm going to, like, point to the patch on my shoulder that says that I work for the meal um, improvement division or whatever it is that I work for. The DRD. DRD. And I'm going to say, did she have anything that looked like this or another patch? Did she have anything that said where she was from?
1: Nodding, he draws the special defense force emblem.
2: All right, so I'm just going to, like, close the file up and take it away. And I'll be like... All right, so metal-faced scary lady with that patch and the three arrows on her hand.
1: With previously unseen confidence, the boy nods.
2: All right, is there anything else
8: that you think is important for me to know to find your brother?
1: The boy shakes his head no.
8: Please find him. I won't tell anyone. I I didn't tell anyone. You didn't say a word. You're a good kid.
2: And I'm going to get up and walk straight out of the room.
4: This is great tea, by
6: the way.
2: Yeah, I'm going to look up at um, Cassius and I'll just, like, do a
6: little nod sort of thing. Is that it, then? Are you all departing?
4: Reven Durr's, ma'am. If we have any more questions, we'll contact you. And should you find any relevant information, here's my information so you can contact us. Thank you again for your hospitality.
6: Please, bring Trude home. May the Archon watch over you.
3: And you as well, ma'am.
4: So, what'd you find out?
2: I pull up the, the kid's picture, and, like, the picture that he drew.
4: Is that a picture you drew yourself, or is it a Hadrian Baker original? <laughs>
2: no, I'm I'm I, I'm pulling back up the, the datapad picture that the little boy drew on the datapad. And based on it, you guys can see that there's a hand that has third-tier lethality marks on it. And there's also the Special Defense Force logo. And he said that that is what he saw on the metal-faced woman who came and took his brother away. Which means that this might be outside of our jurisdiction.
8: Hmm.
3: Well, I suppose we should report that to our superior when we return.
2: Quite possibly. Um,
5: At the very least, we should try to verify that this is, in fact, one of the shadow divisions of the government, if at all possible.
2: Could we... Could we wait until cuz I have an idea. So you said that this building itself doesn't have like it's pretty ramshackled? Yeah. Okay. But the buildings surrounding it look like they were in rather okay condition. I want to go and check on the security cameras of nearby buildings to see if we can find when the child was taken. I'll join you. Are you coming?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Outside the building, a dark-haired woman with two cheekbone dermal piercings and her deep reddened complexion assertively approaches the team. Armored in tactical gear, she makes direct eye contact with every member of the team as she addresses them.
7: I was sent to find you. I'm Officer Boont, Special Defense Force. There's been a glitch. It seems that some fragmented data accidentally compiled into a missing persons report. There was no Trudent De Kenna. And there is no missing persons report in this instance. Enforcer Sergeant Mueller has been notified of your success. Pleasant evening, citizens. I
2: check her credentials using my privacy hood.
1: That would require an investigation check.
2: I got a 24.
1: Azad finds no record on file.
2: I give her an affirmative nod and wait until she walks away.
1: Sorry. You rolled extremely well and I didn't see it was that high.
2: Oh, so you thought it was, like, the 16 from the beginning?
1: Yes, I saw the 16.
2: How is that better?
1: Uh,
5: something is oftentimes better than nothing.
2: Okay, so at first he said there was no record on file, and she's wearing gloves so you can't see her mark. And then the next one she's like, oh, this is better, and it's just classified, in quotes.
5: Well, if she's listed as classified, that means she's at least in the system. Okay. Hmm.
2: To make sure that we can confirm this with our sergeant at the DCO, I would like to make sure that I have verification of your identification and visual identification of your mark.
7: You can verify my mark, but for reasons of security, I cannot allow you to verify who I am or which department I work for.
1: Officer Boont removes her glove, exposing a calloused, scarred hand and third-tier lethality and basic education marks. Her point made, she regloves her hand. I'm sorry, but we're trying to...
5: Find some people here and do our jobs. Um, Is there anything more you can tell us?
4: We just came from the home of a missing boy. You must understand that his family is extremely distraught. What are we going to tell them?
7: Citizen Aurelian DeKenna is mentally disturbed. And was perhaps responsible for the anomalous data. The matter has been escalated. Your assistance here is no longer required. And as you can see from your own reports... There is no missing citizen.
2: We've spoken with people who knew him
7: directly. They were mistaken. If there ever was a trudent, he would have had to have been blacked out after breaking into a nearby science facility and risking the security of highly classified information. I suggest that you continue your walk to the Central City District if you're too Reach the home of Dr. Dobson before sunset? Is that clear?
5: Thank you for your time.
7: Reven indoors.
5: Archon, watch over you.
7: Pitch.
1: Can I do a search for nearby science facilities? That would require an investigation check. With my hood. Clarehout uses his hood's built-in technology to scan the nearby buildings. Building 120, a two-story building surrounded by a fence is recorded as a secure, restricted-access building. Years of experience present Clarehout with a distinct impression that the private structure houses secrets, well-protected and perhaps official in nature. I would like to nod towards it to indicate that. Clarehout also notices that the fence was recently patched to cover up a previous point of devious entry. Hmm. Anybody interested in taking a walk?
2: So do we want to... Go farther into this, even though we were told by a suspicious government official that we shouldn't.
3: I'm not really out to get into any type of trouble. We have our assignment, and I say we should do it.
2: This is my volunteer work, and if the government of the Archon tells me that I should not be doing something, then I probably should not be doing it.
3: That seems reasonable to me.
4: Metalface's story seems consistent, so there's no sense in working against our own shadow organizations. Instead, I think we should focus on the other two missing persons.
2: We still have one person we haven't even looked into yet, so I'd say let's go see if we can find Mr. Dobson.
1: I agree. The team departs for the Central City District with intent to investigate the final missing citizen, Janice Dobson.
0: Liberty Vigilance. Created and produced by Travis Vengroff, with editing and writing assistance from K.A. Stats. Starring Peter Lewis, Sean Francis, Caitlin Buckley, and Caitlin Statz. With narration by Wayne June. Guest voices include Tanya Molojevich, Shannon Blatto, Zoe Von Embler, and Audioverse Award finalist Holly Golding. The music was created by Ryan McQuinn, Stephen Molin, and Brandon Strader. Vigilance was mixed and mastered by Brandon Strader with cover art by Dan Stanek. The original Game Master was Travis Bengroff with assistance by K.A. Statz. This episode was sponsored by Tee Public, which has some amazing Liberty merch, including meal manufacturing coffee mugs. We're also very thankful for our Patreon team. If you have enjoyed listening to this episode, please consider supporting us on Patreon or by liking and reviewing our show on iTunes. This broadcast is a creation of Fool and Scholar Productions. Thank you for listening, and may the Archon watch over you.